You're listening to a proud member of the Dice Tower Network, dedicated to bringing podcasters together for the greater good of gaming. It's sort of like Voltron, but with better lip-syncing. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of the Family Gamers Podcast. This is episode 347. Hey, hey, hello, everybody. We are super excited to come at you with another episode of the show. This is, like Anitra said, 347. That means it's an odd number, which means we have a guest this Mm -hmm. week. We get to welcome a very special guest, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, to the show, Heather the Board Gaming Mama. Hi, Heather. Heather. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. How are y'all? We're good. We're, we're good. good. It's Saturday. Thank you for having me. It was a rainy day, so we did as little as humanly possible. Today. Oh my gosh, it, it, it rained and thunderstormed here too. Yeah. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. All right, so I'm excited to have you on the show. We're going to talk about all the stuff that you do in board gaming and something new that you and I are doing together. Which yes, is very exciting. sneak peek. And uh, <laughs> we'll get to that second half of the show, but we're going to start the show the way we always start the show. And in each of that means that means Andrew's got a fact. I've got a fact. This one. Okay. So I, I actually found some sad facts, but we had a sad fact last week. So I don't yeah. want to have another sad. We, fact. we need a break from sad. Facts. Yeah, we need a break from sad <laughs> facts. Um, so this week, our fact comes from oil drilling history. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The oldest evidence of humans drilling for oil goes all the way back to 347 A.D., when the Chinese attached rudimentary drill bits to, air quote, pipes made from bamboo. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Listen, this is amazing. This part's amazing. Drilling was achieved to depths of approximately 240 meters using this method. Whoa. With bamboo. With bamboo bamboo sticks. Wow. (laughs) Isn't that nuts? I thought that was like the coolest thing. As soon as I thought of that, I was like, okay, this one one deserves to be on the show. So yeah, anyway. that's a good one. Now yeah. we all know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be short and sweet on that one. But that is my fact about the episode number 347. Cool. Anitra, over to you. I have a message from our sponsor, First Move Financial. Say that you're a young family of four. You make $100,000 a year between both of you and your net worth, which is assets minus liabilities. Liabilities are things like student loans. Uh, your net worth is small, like maybe $25,000. You rent, you're just starting your savings. You'd like to buy a home in the next five years. What are some real world examples of how First Move can help and what is it going to cost you? One of the first concerns from prospective clients is whether they can afford to work with First Move Financial. So if we look at this example I just gave, these folks have an income of $100,000 and a net worth of $25,000. Their monthly fee would be about $90 a month. If you want to see an estimate of what your fee would be to work with First Move Financial, you can go to firstmovefinancial.com slash familygamers. And if you scroll down a bit, there's a fee calculator right there on that page, as well as a way to set up a free quick phone call to see if they're a good fit for you. All right. Thanks so much to the team at First Move Financial for sponsoring another episode of the Family Gamers podcast. <sighs> All right, Heather. Yes. At this point in the show, we talk about some <laughs> games that we've been playing. And okay. people can't see it because they're listening, but I see a lot of board games behind you. <laughs> so I'm going to assume <laughs> that you've been playing some games. 
I do have a lot. I think the last time I counted it was 360. Yeah. But yeah. since okay. then, I've gotten more. So. Yeah, I know. I, it's just, it's how it happens, man. It I keeps mean, creeping up and up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have appear. been playing some games. All right, excellent. <laughs> So we'll let you go first and okay. uh, and share. What have you been playing? So I actually played something last night. Um, I played on Tabletop Simulator, actually, a game that will be coming to Kickstarter later this year in August. Ooh. And it's by uh, Lichenwood Games, and it's called Favor, Gods of Othera. And it's kind of like an open world tile laying game. Um, you control a race. And uh, you are kind of in the same way that Betrayal, you move your person and then you lay down a tile to explore that area. Sure, sure, sure. You have like four realms that you're exploring. You're trying to find relics to offer to the gods to win favor. And that's kind of like your victory points in a way. And whoever can get the most favor ultimately wins. It was actually very cool. You even had to roll... For there were um, certain instances that would happen during the game where you had to roll for like charm. You had to do like a charm check, kind of like, I guess, D&D in that way. Like you sure. would have to win over the people of a settlement to try mm-hmm. to get their terrain tile. Um, and you would roll a charm check. And if you rolled, I think in that game, it's if you roll less than the number, then you get it. It's not like equal and less. It's just less. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very interesting. They're still kind of working on it. It's still play testing and everything. So, but it was really cool to get to play something that's still being molded and you know shaped and everything before sure. it goes to Kickstarter. So it's called Favor. You said from yeah, Lichenwood Favor, games? Favor Gods of Othera. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have to look that one up. I know nothing about that game. I've never. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. All right, awesome. Anitra, are you gonna? Um, are you going to steal my thunder with the prototype game that we've been playing? No, why don't you go ahead? Oh, you're so nice. <laughs> but you still get to go next. Oh, man. Then I have to decide. We have started playing Miller Zoo, uh, which Ooh. will be coming out in retail in the next month or so. Mm. Miller Zoo is from Randolph Games. It's a cooperative game about a real life zoo in Quebec, the Miller Zoo. And as far as I can tell, all of the animals in the game are animals that really exist in the zoo. Like, they give them their names and everything. So it's not just like, this is an Arctic fox. It's like, this mm-hmm. is an Arctic fox whose name is Luma. And should we do like, <laughs> should we find a way to go visit the zoo? Because I feel like that would be amazing. I mean, at oh, some point, cool. yeah. We should bring the cool. game with us and go to yeah. the zoo. That would be so fun. <laughs> but it is a very family-friendly cooperative game. The box says ages 8+. And I think at least for the early missions of the game, that is right on target. It's a pretty simple resource management game of you have some animals already kind of on the board and then you're trying to complete intake of seven more animals to win the game. While you're trying to intake these animals, other problems also crop up with the animals that have already made it to their habitats. So you're always balancing every round doing some to help the current problems, but also keep working on doing the intake for all of these other animals. And the way you win the game is get all seven animals in and don't run out of resource cards, which get spent for everything in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. The really neat thing about it is that this has a similar, not really campaign, but legacy 
mission style that we've gotten familiar with from games like Zombie Kids Evolution and Zombie Teens mm-hmm. Evolution. It looks like the basic gameplay is going to stay the same, but there's more challenges and more special abilities you can use to meet those challenges. And so you can kind of gradually ramp up the difficulty as you open up these different envelopes over the course of several games. That's really cool. So I'm really interested in, because I know that we definitely flexed in player count with the Zombie Kids games. I'm really interested to see if it's going to be similar with Miller Zoo, where because I, I didn't I get think a chance so. to play in the first session, but I really do want to play this game. So. It says it can play anywhere from one to six players. Yeah, that's a big difference. Like, yeah. Going from one session that's two players and then the next session is like six players. Like it's a big jump. So I'm really interested, especially with this kind yeah. of legacy component to it, how that impacts what you do. Are, do you get like choices like you could choose one of these four powers for your next one? Is it like that or? Uh, so we've only done the first mission so far. Mm-hmm. And after the first mission, it is a congratulations. All of the available characters. So all six available characters get this one very basic power. And for your next mission, here is this set of seven more challenging animals. Put away the seven that you did for the first uh-huh. one and mm. try it with these new ones. And How long does it take to play? Uh, it's only about 20 to 30 minutes. I would well, imagine not bad. more players, it'll probably go a little longer. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually a turn-based game. It's a phase kind of game. So mm. like, you do a phase and then everybody can play their stuff at the same time. There's going to be some turn taking involved just because, you know, generally everybody is not going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to grab this. I'm going to grab this. I'm going to grab this. There's going to be some talking and like, well, if you do this, then I can do that sort of thing. But you're not mm-hmm. looking by like, I have to play all of my cards and then the next person can go. Hmm. So it was really neat. It was very approachable. I am really looking forward to playing more of it. It got just about the highest praise from our teenage daughter, which was like, <laughs> you know what? Zoo animal games are not usually my thing, but that was pretty fun. <laughs> High praise. <laughs> Never play that again. Needs the highest praise. For right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing yeah, some more. Of it's going to be a good time. Yeah. All right. Well, the game that I have on my list, which is a game that I have been playing with Anitra. So this is a game called Avant Card. So this game, we've talked about this game a few times. Uh, this is from Resonim. We played this at PAX East, which was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. We have a prototype copy in right now. Heather's nodding. Have you played Avant Card? I haven't played it. I'm going to be able to play it at Origins. But spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, they did get a quote from What's Games, who I work for, the manufacturer. So. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Yeah, so well, I've got you, some kind of background. Sure, you should prioritize playing this game. This ga- it's, yes. so <laughs> it's so good. So Avant Card is it's a deck builder. The way the game works is you you open up with a hand of seven cards. You have a 14-card deck. You draw seven ten. cards. You're always, you have a 10-card deck. It's a 10-card deck? I thought, yes. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not really relevant. You have an X-card deck. You draw seven mm-hmm. cards. And what you're trying to do is create a sequence basically as if you're playing Uno. Yeah, like Uno style. Yeah. Yeah. So like numbers match or colors match. I mean, or both, whatever. And so you are trying to make a sequence of as many of the cards in your hand as you can, ideally all seven of them. So everybody's kind of doing this more or less at the same time. There is a turn order. And then you play the cards out and you say, oh, you know, I've done X number of these. However many of them you do, you get that many points, which are kind of like dollars. And you can use those to purchase other cards that are in the central tableau. Those other cards all have different kinds of powers. Mm -hmm. And those powers might be things like 
copy the power of the card before it. Or this card, this number, like all of the fours match any color. Or all of the, you know, sixes match any odd number. And so over the course of the game, as you draw those seven cards, you're more able to get sequences. And some of them might be, if the first time you play a five, draw an extra card. So when you do that, then you're like, all right, well, I want to do this in such a way that like I play the five early and then draw a card. And then I might want to rearrange what's happening so that I can continue to play them out. So technically you're dealing out the cards one at a time as you put them out, you know, in front of you. And then when you get to certain point thresholds, you get these I don't know, reward things, what are they Award, called? trophy, cards. Trophies, bonuses, whatever they are. And, you know, you're continually buying these cards out of the central tableau and getting all these new powers and trying to sequence the cards in your hand. And when the pile of reward cards, which changes depending on player count, runs out, the game's pretty much over. Everybody gets one last turn, just you know, like, a, like any kind of typical game. And that's it. And then whoever has the most of these reward cards at the end of the game wins. It's super smooth it's not got this obviously avant-garde art style to the game yes yeah it's cubist cubist yeah, it's art very very neat mm-hmm. and it's just it just plays so smoothly and it's just so nice and yeah. there's a bunch of like alternate powers for all the different you know the numbers yeah, so and we've started like, trying those out it's not like you develop like the perfect strategy and that's the only way that you're ever going to play this game it's just really 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 good like i don't think this game is you know dramatically different or new or revolutionary i mean yeah, this the, is, the i think newest... what did i say this is like quacks plus dominion or something i don't remember what i described it as on facebook but it's just <laughs> really really good honestly it's a deck builder plus uno it like that is the that's, easiest oh, that's way what to I think said. about it, it. Quacks plus uno that, uh, that's this game yeah and i i think there are two really inventive things about it other than combining those two which is already weird the two really inventive things are your award cards, your your point cards, do not go into your deck. They're not helping you in any way in the game or hurting you in any way in the game, which most deck builders do that. Like you want points, but the points aren't necessarily useful. Like, And they're like, no, they, they don't even go in your deck. Set them aside. This is just you have now got these points and mm-hmm. they're yours. The other thing is, which this I'm sure you've seen a little bit, Heather, is the really inventive packaging that they're working on. Oh, this, it's so fun. I love this it. This unfolding <laughs> yeah. deck box, which for a game that has lots of little decks of cards is going to make it really, really easy to set up the game every single time. And that's amazing because games that have lots of little decks of cards are generally a pain in the butt to set up. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like Resonem does a really good job with their theming for their games. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. we really love surrealist dinner party, and that's mm-hmm. all surrealist art. And so, mm-hmm. this is cubist art, avant garde. So, it's just yeah. cool that they're kind of like exploring the art scene as well, which I think is really neat. Yeah. I mean, they, they very much like Resonem is just like so clearly like a boutique independent publisher, right? Like it's just, that's their jam. Mm -hmm. That's their MO. Like Phantom Inc is such a unique, different thing. Uh, Glitch Squad is a totally different Mm -hmm. thing. Retrograde. Retrograde, Mechanica. Mm -hmm. Like none of their games are the same. No, they're all different. I really admire their willingness to try something new and iterate on that something and have confidence in what they're putting out, even if that style of game isn't for you, like you can't really look at it and say, no, this is not a quality product. Like everything that they put out is just like a really Mm -hmm. high quality boutique product. Yeah. And I think that of all of their games, I think avant-garde is the one that might have the broadest appeal to it. 
um, which I find really exciting because they're the kind of company that just doesn't get a lot of name recognition. Like yeah. Phantom Mink, I think a lot of people really like because it's a party game and people are are noticing it and recognizing it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if you ask 10 board gamers who published Phantom Inc., I bet you <sighs> yeah. ha- only half of them would know that it's yeah. resonant. They're just not a-, a name like that, which is kind yeah. of you know unfortunate. But Avant-Card is fantastic. It's so good. I can't wait for this game to come out for two reasons. Number one, I want them to have success, and I know they will. And number two, I really want to see the final packaging. <laughs> 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 so yeah. anyway, anyway, so that's um, that's my game. That's avant card. <laughs> right, how about another one from you, Heather? So another one that we've been playing, which has been really fun with my son, is um, Block and Key by oh, yeah. Inside Up Games. Mm-hmm. I saw that at PAX Unplugged, and then didn't get a chance to like demo it or do anything. And then I saw them at Gamma and got a chance to kind of look at it more. And uh, when they sent that to me, that was really, really fun to play. It's just a fun one to play. And it's really creative how the lid of the box and the bottom are part of the board. You basically flip the bottom of the box over, and that's your excavation area. And then you have those posts on the sides and the corners that attach the bottom to the top. And then it has these chunky, wonderful, tactile, polyomino, (laughs) Tetris-looking cubes Mm -hmm. And you've got those on the bottom. And I love that each person sits on one side of the square. And we've only played three players. I would love to play it with four people. But each person sits on one side of the square. And you are basically placing your blocks on top of the board. And you're looking at your two-dimensional view. And you're trying to claim key cards based on what you can see. So you're trying to place your blocks in such a way that the colors line up with what you've got on your key cards. And it matches. And you can rotate the key cards any way you want to to claim them. Um, and then the first person to eight key cards in a three-player game is uh, who wins. But it's really, it's just a fun, like, tactile game. And it's, like, easy to learn, pretty quick to play. It really didn't take that long at all. And we used the um, Dized app when we learned it because they have a tutorial for it so it helped us set it up and walk us through the gameplay so we're not having to sit and read the rule book but i will say their rule book is pretty compact it's not like a lot of pages you have to read (laughs) um they have it in a lot of different languages which is awesome but yeah it's pretty quick read if you did need to just read the rule book Mm. and you don't want to do the tutorial but my son really, really liked it. He's very into Minecraft. He's very into creating things <laughs> and building. And yeah, yeah. so <laughs> he really, really enjoyed um, excavating the little blocks and putting them mm. up there and trying to figure out how he could claim his key cards. So that's a new one that we've just started playing. And he's already like, when can we play it again? <laughs> so, that's nice. the best question. It's a good one. That's the best question for a gaming parent to get, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he good. really likes it. Yeah. <laughs> I love... Anitra, have you gotten a chance to play this, by the way? Uh, No, I have not. Yeah. My favorite thing about this game is holding the pieces in my hand. They feel like perfect. Like if you could imagine (laughs) what a Tetris piece would feel like if you held it in your hand, that's what these feel like. They've got a nice heft to them. The production. Yeah, it's really nice. It's very satisfying Mm -hmm. (laughs) to play. (laughs) Absolutely. I have started trying out Stamp Farm. This is definitely a, it's in that my first roll and write kind of category <laughs> of games. As an adult, I'm like, okay, it's it's fine. But I think it fits that niche really well of if you've got little kids 
ones who might struggle with the math involved in a more grown-up kind of roll-and-write game or who aren't really there yet on writing stuff down (laughs) because that's a fine motor skill that takes a while to develop. Stamp Farm, you roll dice and you pick one of those dice to be an animal to put in your farm. And then there are these six really adorable self-inking stamps that fit directly into all the various blocks for your little farm paperboard. And so literally just you roll the die, you pick one of the ones, and you know you then grab a stamp that matches and stamp your paper. There's a more advanced mode, which is how we've been playing it and how I tried it with the kids. Even the advanced mode is probably like, it's at like an eight or nine year old level. But for what they're trying to do, they do a great job with it. I don't know if it's one I'm going to come back to a lot. And once we've reviewed it, I think I'm probably done with it. But I think it's great in that young kid category. If you're a gamer parent and your kids want to do the kind of games that you're doing and they're just not there yet, this would be a good fit. Yeah, it sounds really cute. I have three and I've still got I've got nine, six and three years old. So oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You're like us five yeah, years ago. Yeah, that that <laughs> three to six year old range is the sweet mm-hmm. spot. Yeah, that sounds like game. that would be perfect for them. It is nice that they have that accessibility for the younger players that, yeah, can't, like you said, can't quite write Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. down yet. Like, because we did like the Exit series has a kid's version now. Mm -hmm. Right. It's made the same way, you know, thinking of the gamers that can't quite like really write things down or read yet. Right. You know, that's right. And it's nice. Yeah. That's a tough range to really focus in on because it's like, Mm -hmm. well, we don't want the like super easy my first rhino hero or was that busy orchard happy orchard whatever it is yeah like we're ready for more rules than that yeah a little bit more i know (laughs) but we're not reading we're not writing yeah so we need to keep things still very easy to get into not testing those fine motor skills too much right (laughs) it's not like my kids are playing heap of sheep today we're just (laughs) launching sheep into this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like pin <laughs> so there's yep. it's a little more advanced than that <laughs> sure sure that's funny yeah very funny all right okay so i think last week in nature you talked about power failure so i don't want to yeah, talk I about did. that although i did get a chance to play it i do like it it's a lot of fun i highly recommend it it's a game from arcana about power generation and uh, pollution yeah <laughs> i think the key part of this game that is very cool is there is a central tower of octagonal wooden pieces that represent carbon and so as you do things in the game, you have to stack more things on this. It's, it's shared for everybody. And if you try to put something on and it falls over, then it resets. Everybody discards a card and you don't get to do your action. The game yeah, moves very quickly. Your turn immediately like ends, but everybody. Yeah. Has a <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nobody likes it. It's, you know, it's not it's not good for anybody. Yeah. So I said I wasn't going to talk about power Fury, and then I did. There you go. But <laughs> we also played Flamecraft again. And yes. Flamecraft is awesome. Um, we talked about Flamecraft a lot. We reviewed Flamecraft at thefamilygamers.com. Our daughter was like, this is the game that I want to play. This is the 14-year-old hard-to-please daughter was like, mm-hmm. let's play a game, and this is my choice. We're like, um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. We, we will play. It. Truthfully, I was like, I don't want to play a game right now. Like, I'm, I'm just burnt and toasted, and I just want to sit and stare at the ceiling. But um, you're not going to say no I'm not going to say that, that to my 14-year-old. So, Minecraft. <laughs> 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 and I, I love this game because it really magnifies, like, the different approaches to scoring mechanics because i was like way ahead and then like all of the end game scoring happened and i was in second i did not win i actually liked that i don't really i mean (laughs) anitra knows this 
I am not the best at the process of losing, but I don't care about losing a game at the end. (laughs) (laughs) If Andrew spends very much time in a game being in last place, he gets very grouchy. I try. I try very hard. But this was no so so like this was perfect. Yeah, this was right? great cuz he because, spent most of the game in first place. Yeah. yeah. I, but I wasn't rubbing it in like I was just like okay, the we're just like, playing okay, the game like and then I didn't next, win. Whatever. But I didn't care cuz I don't care about not winning the game. It's just like when every card that comes up is like the wrong card for me, I'm like what the heck? Oh, yeah, I'm so miserable. Yep. I'm a grouchy curmudgeon, you know, whatever. <laughs> and none of that happened. So this is like the perfect way. Like one of our kids wanted to play the game. We played the game that she wanted to play. Right. I didn't want to play, but I played yep. anyway. Also, she we, won. We, we played through the oh, whole good. game. Good. <laughs> I was in first the whole time, and then she won at the end. It was perfect. It was like God nice. just opened the cloud and was like, here's a game. Right. Oh. It was amazing. It's so she'll play more games. <laughs> well, I mean, she knows she's stuck playing more games. but Right. Anyway. I know. <laughs> That's an adorable game, though. Flamecraft it is, is super cute. It's so it's fun. It's so fun. There is this company that just does like stickers that you can put on meeples. And oh, is it got... Levity Games? Yes, it's Levity yeah. Games. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and they're great. They're awesome. They they have a couple games that they publish too. But so we yep. have the Flamecraft stickers. They sent them to us, complimentary, which is very kind of them. And we also have all the stickers for I think it's Tiny Towns. And we just yeah. literally haven't had the time to get Tiny Towns out and put all the stickers yeah. on because that's a lot of buildings and a that lot is of a games. lot of stickers. To <laughs> yeah, apply. it yeah. is. A yeah, lot. I actually I played a game with him on Monday. I played oh, Gnome cool. Hollow. Oh, very cool. Which very is cool. his game that he's yeah. working on right now. That's um, cool. not out yet. Yeah. So was that also on Tabletop Simulator? or are the, It was. That one was on Tabletop Simulator as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Ammon is his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. big ups to Levity Games for sending those little stickers. So anyway, so we have the, the retail version of the game. And on the dragons, we have the stickers on the dragons. And it just elevates it just a little bit. And I mean, the production <laughs> quality on that game is already fantastic. So it is. It is a much more affordable way to upgrade a game that you love. And it's a little late for this now, but like great father's day present for yeah. dad who loves board games. <laughs> oh yeah. But rather than going for like, Oh, well I'm going to spend, you know, $50. I'm going to spend as much as I spent on the game. Yeah, upgrading like, all the components for the game. Yeah. For like geek mm-hmm. these stickers from levity games. It's just a couple of bucks and they're really nice stickers mm-hmm. and they just, yeah. you know, they make it just that little bit nicer. They really are. And there's a lot of different ones. And Mm -hmm. I know that if there's not one that you see, um, you can reach out to him and he will potentially make stickers for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's awesome. So very cool. Yeah. Anybody who's played the game before will be like, oh, what are these? Like, you know, they just it's just noticeable. (laughs) So anyway, so that's the games. So why don't we um, we'll, we'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, Heather, you will be the lady of the hour. We're going to talk all about all right. what you've been doing, what you do in, in this space. Because you do like all this streaming stuff, which I don't have the mental energy for. And I do a I lot. I hear all I about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. a pretty long time and we're pretty good at communicating most of the time so if i gave you a category of travel and a clue of forest what would you guess is the answer my little guy who represents me he's gonna guess redwood that was my answer too all right we matched all right
This is a snap review for Blob Party. <laughs> Blob Party is a party word guessing game by Pam Walls, and it's published by WizKids. You'll need at least four people to play. The box includes supplies for eight players, but it says you can really play with more by adding some paper and pencils and ripping the blobs apart some more. The whole game plays in 15 minutes or less. So, Andrew, let's talk about the fun art in this game. Well, there's all this fun squishy dough and obviously these googly eyeballs. Every player gets a googly eyeball that has a matching colored player board. We've seen a lot of games with whiteboards lately. These are okay. They tend to get a little hazy after a couple of uses, but they're pretty easy to clean with a damp paper towel. In this game, you've got two kinds of cards. You have word cards and category cards. The graphic design is good enough to tell the two kinds apart, but honestly, it's pretty boring. The front side is just a word or two with no decorations on it. I don't know if that's a problem, but it's certainly not an asset. So, Anisha, let's talk about the mechanics of Blob Party. What do these words mean, and why do we have squishy dough with googly eyeballs on it? We'll get there. <laughs> Start the game by giving every player their own blob of dough, a whiteboard, and a matching googly eye. Start to make a blob. Flip over a category card and a word card. Every player will write down an answer that fits that combination. For example, if the category is music and the word is lightning, you might write grease or Bohemian Rhapsody. Or live. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the age of your audience. <laughs> when everyone is ready, reveal your answers. If you matched with any other players, congratulations! Combine your blobs together into a larger blob. You'll be working together for the rest of the game. You can cooperate by showing each other written guesses and then picking one to be the representative answer for your group. The goal of the game is to get the entire group into one big mega blob by the end of seven rounds. That's it. That's the whole game. <laughs> so, Anitra, let's talk about what we expected from Blob Party. I expected a simple cooperative word game, and the squishy dough part seemed fun. I came into this one with absolutely no expectations. I didn't even know what kind of game this was going to be. If you look at this box, there's nothing on here that tells you what this game is about. Think the same. Become a blob. Win. <laughs> but we played, and there were some surprises. Any of you want to talk about your surprises? My first one is a surprise of the mechanics itself. It was usually pretty easy to match with one other person. But as the blobs grew into teams, it got harder and harder to match with the other uh, teams or mega blobs. Well, you have less options at that point. Yeah. And I bet this is something that they found out in testing for this game because it happened to us literally every time we played. I was also really surprised at just how much fun we had making our own blobs, all of them with different personalities, and then squishing them into a multi-eyed mega blob. It really is a wonderful motivation to make a match with other players. I think the um, <clears throat> not Play-Doh added enough of a tactile element to this game to kind of hold it together a little uh. bit. At its core, this is a very simple word game, but it helped. I really liked the idea that people are matching and coming together as teams with the goal of eventually becoming one blob, because sometimes in a cooperative game, it's a struggle until everything finishes at the end, and this gave you small victories along the way, and I actually kind of like that. It keeps the game exciting mm -hmm. instead of making it frustrating, Yeah, usually. So, Nietzsche, do we recommend Blob Party? 
Blob Party is fun and fast. It's incredibly quick to learn. We just taught you the entire game. And you'll probably end up playing multiple games of it, especially if you have a smaller group of four or five people. I think this is a great idea for a family gathering or a quick icebreaker game in a somewhat larger group. I like the game, but I, I really think we need to acknowledge that there's not a lot new here, <laughs> right? The squishy not Play-Doh is it's kind of a gimmick, but it, I mean, I guess it works well. Uh, yeah, it makes the game really fun. So, Anitra, what are we going to rate Blob Party from WizKids? We're going to rate it three and a half words out of five. And that's Blob Party in a snap. And we're back. We are here with Heather, the board gaming mama. Yeah, and you do like all sorts of fun and interesting stuff in this space. So so it's story time. Okay. Way back near the beginning of the Family Gamers, before board gaming on Twitch was a thing, we actually tried to do some board gaming on Twitch, but there was absolutely no support for it. And so we didn't really have an audience. So we did it like twice and it was just weird and mm-hmm. we stopped doing it. But now you can board game on Twitch and people actually pay attention. And that's something that you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's definitely the community has grown a lot more. I feel like there's more mm-hmm. people out there mm-hmm. and the board game community is um, very supportive of each other who's on there as well. So that really helps when people raid into your channel because they see that you're playing board games and they were playing board games. <laughs> <laughs> then you're finding all these new people that way too, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about like everything that you do. So like, how did you get started in board games in general? How did you get into like board game content creation? And what has that led to? Because you you mentioned meeting with the folks over at Resonim for your, you know, your real job. So like you do a little bit of everything. Yes, I do. (laughs) So I have been playing board games my entire life. I that's the thing that my siblings and I always did together. Um, We played a lot of, you know, the classical games uh, that people play um, on top of like Pretty Pretty Princess, Mall Madness, like 13 Dead Uh. and Drive, like like, the wonderful Hasbro Parker Brothers games. All good. You know, we played a lot of those. We also phase 10 as our go to. We play phase 10 whenever we get together. And my uncle, we played chicken foot all the time with dominoes, like <laughs> growing up. All right. All right. So those are our things. So gaming has always kind of brought us together. And for me, it's very much a community aspect. And that's what I love about it. Just having that time where you're together, enjoying the space together. You're not like on your devices. You're not zoning out. You just can be together and hang out. Mm-hmm. And so when I married my husband, he had a friend who was more of a board gamer than I was at the time who he played a lot more than the mainstream games. Only at that point, I had really only played like Cards Against Humanity, like that, you know, some party games. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so he brought over Castles of Mad King Ludwig because I actually lived in Germany Um, My dad was in the military and I lived in Germany the last years of high school. And um, the cover of that game is Neuschwanstein, which is one of Mad King Ludwig's castles. (laughs) And he brought it over because he was like, I think you'll really like this game. And it's tile lane. You're creating your own castle. Each turn you're drafting one of the, you're paying and drafting one of the little room tiles and adding it to your own little castle. And so everybody's building your castle and depending on where the room tiles go, depends on how many points you get for those room tiles and whoever has most points at the end wins. So pretty simple, but more than I had ever played before. Obviously like more rules and way more expanded than (laughs) I had gone before. 
But for me, it was just very creative and I had a great time playing it. I am also a digital gamer as well. So I love games like The Sims where you can like create and build things. And so that kind Mm -hmm. of gave me that fun aspect of that. And after I played that, I was like, what else is out there? And so so then it just kind of snowballed from there where he would bring over more games for me to try. And then I was posting these pictures of these games I was playing on my personal Instagram account. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I should just create an account to post this stuff on, like a specific account for this. And so that's Mm -hmm. when Board Gaming Mama was born four years ago now. And I literally started with just the intention of posting pictures and saying, hey, this is this game and just kind of introducing games to people because the board gaming hobby industry, I don't think gets enough recognition in general. I don't think people know what all is out there. And that's the one thing that I was like, if I can just like bring more exposure to like the games I'm playing, maybe someone will see something and they'll be like, that looks interesting. I want to play that game, you know, then someone's found a new game they may like. So that was always my purpose. But then it just grew from there. And the first company that reached out to me, like a year into it, the first company they reached out to me was Outset Media Mm. Games. Mm -hmm. I love them. They're so sweet. And they sent me this. They were like, we want to send you a big box of games (laughs) to like play (laughs) and review. And I was like, what? (laughs) So excited. And yeah, they sent me some really great stuff for my kids, but also stuff for like my husband and I to play together. And it just grew from there. Like then I just started reviewing games and doing previews and unboxings and showing them off. And then I decided to kind of expand. You know, when I started Board Gaming Mama, I made sure. I secured the name on like every platform <laughs> because smart, smart. I know. I knew there was go- maybe going to be a possibility. So I was like, I'll, I'll start streaming because I said streaming is the place where I can play digital games too, not just board games. Cause I had my board game content out, you know, on every space. Mm. And I thought I want a place where I can also play video games and computer games too, but I still want to have that board game element So on my Twitch channel, I have a feature called the board game of the week where I talk about a board game every stream that I do that week and I show it off. I describe how you play it. I show off the components and then I also link it. So people want to get it for themselves. They want to go check it out. So I've done that with games in my collection. I started off with games in my collection. I do it for Kickstarters, prototypes, like different things now. And it's grown where I also play board games too. So it's a good mix of digital and board games on my Twitch channel. And again, it's been nice because my community is such a mix of people that some of them do play board games and then some of them come and they're like, I just want to hear what board games you're going to recommend next because I bought so many board games (laughs) because you said (laughs) this is a good one to go get, you know? Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, it's just grown from there. I'm on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube is the newest one. That's kind of the next frontier that I want to get more into (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, of making, you know, little videos here and there for that. And from that, last year, last October, I had What's Games, who is a board game manufacturer, reach out to me and wanted me to interview for a sales position. Oh, wow. To be one of their U.S. sales reps. And so I interviewed for that, got the job. They really liked how I had my community built up. I already knew the hobby. 
already know about board games. I already know a lot of the publishers at this point. Um, I have relationships with them at this point. And so they were like, it's a year to get your foot in the door. You know, it would be a great, you know, stepping stone for you. And so now I am fully in the industry, (laughs) (laughs) content creating for Board Gaming Mama and then working as a U.S. sales rep for What's Games, who manufactures a lot of the board games that I enjoy playing. So it's just been a wild experience. (laughs) It just keeps growing and growing. (laughs) So what was the time frame like on that? Like from when you got started, just like, oh, I guess I'll make a channel to like, okay, now I have, I don't know, full-time, part-time, whatever job in the industry. Like, when did you start? So Board Gaming Mama was started four years ago on Instagram. And then I started streaming January of 2021. Um, my TikTok account randomly blew up in December of 2021 <laughs> because of an escape room advent calendar. The Cosmos one? Uh, no. no. It was, um, it's oh. one, it's actually called Escape Advent Calendars is the company. Oh, okay. um, right. And they're in cool. England. And I just happened to get it that year and was like, I'm going to, this would be a good thing to post on TikTok, right? Like if I did each day, like it's dedicated content each day. If I like Mm -hmm. post myself solving the door and it blew up, like I was 60 followers, had no intention of doing anything with my TikTok. And I was like, we'll just see what this does. And then within a week, I had like 20,000 followers. That's crazy. Wow. Like, it was insane. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, well, now I guess I got to post board game content on here too. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like not expecting escape room content the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, but they come back every last Christmas. They were back. Everybody that's part of that huge following was like back. They're like, when are you doing the next calendar? That's so funny. So like TikTok blew up and then it was just October of 2022 that I got the what's games job and I was like a virtual assistant before then. So I was hoping I could get into the industry with like a job somehow. And so, yeah, that definitely took off from there. Sweet. Yeah, I I guess that really goes to show you that, like, if you want to blow up on TikTok, you pretty much have to prepare by daily content like and that's one of the things that like for us really you like, really do happening yeah like that's not happening <laughs> the algorithm is so strange yeah. too yeah for sure so what's next for you like you're now going to shows like on behalf of a company and you're doing all this crazy stuff like do you i mean you said youtube is like your next thing do you plan on doing like the same kind of stuff just on another channel or are you going to differentiate a little bit what's your plan um what i've been planning like right now i've just kind of been repurposing my like short form videos onto the shorts youtube shorts and then i have also been um twitch has a great tool where you can just export your streams over to youtube Mm -hmm. pretty easily so i've been doing that but what i want to do for youtube is i want to create videos i want to do setup videos so i want to do like shorter videos for people to watch like i want to say here's how to set up this game like that's what the video would be i want to do here's a turn order example for this game like turn order Mm -hmm. examples Mm -hmm. right and then another one i would like to put out there is here's how to put your game back in the box (laughs) 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 because i feel like there's so many games out there that you open up and you've got like 17 bags and all these components yeah. and you're like, how do I put this back in the box? The answer is throw <laughs> so, the insert away and uh, just put everything in bags and put it back in the box. Right? But I'll I let know. you do your own thing. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, if if your game is Baron Park, the answer is throw oh my gosh. that terrible that little insert right? away. The worst insert in the history of creation. Like, it's just like you're sticking to you like, what? I don't can't. What? I can't. I the, know. No, like, just get rid of that little sense. triangle of, of cardboard yeah. and just throw the <laughs> 
pieces it, in the box. It's almost like this is insert satire. That's what this is, mm-hmm. right? Like it's so bad. Oh, There's gosh, so many so out there. And because I was trying to think what's something that's like, what are videos that are not out there? But like, sure. I know I would want to find. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to know yeah. how yeah. to put a game back in the box. Yeah. So our thing, and we've kind of talked about this on the show before, but like what we try to do is we'll play a game and it might be the second play where we kind of figure this out, but we're like, okay, so what's the starter pack for each player? Right. And then like, we just make bags of like starter packs for each player. So it's like, here's your bag. Here's your bag. Mm -hmm. One of the ones that we did that I really, really like is we, I mentioned the game before is Quacks of Quedlinburg. So like everybody has their own bag and we took colored beads and put them on the strings of the bags. So everybody like, you know, so so very low cost here. Like we didn't get new bags. We're not like buying just put little pony beads on the, on the bag. Mm -hmm. Right. But then it's like, okay, so at the end of the game, we put everything back and we're like, okay, this is what a starting player needs. Put all that crap in the bag for that color. Yeah. And that way it's like when you pass the bags out, then one person is kind of handling the central setup and everybody else has their own stuff already. So they're not like trying to root around and get stuff. You that's know a I mean? great idea. Yeah. So there you go. That's a, that's a couple of free videos for you. <laughs> I've also been saving extra bags, like oh, yeah. because so many games. That's totally come a gamer thing. More bags than you mm-hmm. need. Like, and that's why I have like set bags. So because I've had some games I've opened, I'm like, I could use one more bag and then I yep. can go yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Some games come with way too many. Some games come with none. Not yeah. Enough. Not enough, right? Yeah, we have so a little tin like, of okay. just bags. Like I know the one that I need to get, like I've never thought about buying one of those wooden inserts before mm-hmm. that like people put together and I'll yeah, end yeah, up yeah. Tower Rex is the one I've seen the most. But I want one for my betrayal because I'm like, everything's just shifting around in this yeah, box. It yeah. like doesn't stay mm-hmm. in place. Yeah, I mean, Broken Token did them a lot, and then there's been some like weirdness with their company, right, so right. The whole thing. My sister has a 3D printer, so I just I send her the files. I'm like, oh nice, bring them at Christmas or something. Right? Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I do know um, Brie from Lucky Duck when mm-hmm. I because I see her at every convention. She rules. Um, she uses the X trays. Well, those are awesome. Those are pretty yeah, permanently in the box. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm I mean, like, that's because Lucky Duck makes them. And yeah. She like, Lucky Duck. <laughs> and she sent me like a bunch yeah. of them. So I was like, yeah. oh, I should do that. I'll put some of my stuff. <laughs> yeah. She gave us some of those too. X trays awesome. that way. They're so good. All right. Well, I, I mean, I asked you what you're doing next, but there's this one other thing that you're doing uh, next, which I'm yes. also doing. Which is how we met. Yes. We should talk about that. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want me to talk about it? What do you want to do? I will let you introduce it. Yeah. All right. Sure. Very exciting. So, so actually, the day after this podcast comes out, I think the first episode, it's actually like episode nine of the show, which was formerly Dice Dads and now is Corner Game Table. So mm-hmm. Dice Dads has reinvented itself as Corner Game Table. Uh, and this is a podcast that is run primarily by Josh Schwartz. And he has solicited some investment uh some participation from some other folks in the industry <laughs> and i said i am happy to be on this show as long as you don't make me edit the show please <laughs> right right <laughs> uh, and we recorded our first episode like last week or the week before or something yes. like that and it is scheduled to go out the day after this so that is i think june 19th maybe is that the tuesday that something like right. that and heather you're on the show yeah, I'm very excited about it. I mean, I've only done one podcast before. I did the Super Gamer podcast um, with Mark uh, back. And that was actually like back when I about a year into Board Gaming Mama, like when I first started posting. And so I had I mean, I had a blast doing that podcast. And so when Josh was like looking for people, I just reached out and I was like, yeah, I would definitely love to do that. This sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. I love board games. And I feel like it's a good way too to bring another um woman voice 
yeah, the industry too. Because again, yeah. I feel like that's another part of the industry that isn't, you know, more of us are trying to, we're here, you know, but I think it's good to yeah. be represented, you know, mm-hmm. on a podcast too. And all of y'all are just really fun to hang out with. So it's going to be, <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of fun with our podcast. <laughs> I will say that it was, it was a very fun show. I mean, I get to record with my best friend all the time. So right. Like I, can't, I can't say that like it's the most fun I've ever had. It better not be show. the most fun podcast. Oh, I, There's a reason we've done this for 350 that. episodes. No, 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 I did not say that. I did not say that at all, nor, nor did I even think nor it. Would you but ever. I will say that it was a pretty fun time. I think like, I don't know what, you know, episode one or whatever, how representative that's going to be of like the final product at the end right. of the day. But boy, howdy, we sure did keep Josh from, you know, executing on his plan or what. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was. We just like hung out for an hour and a half. It was awesome. Yeah, because it's Josh. It's you and me. And then my friend Drew Dinning, who mm-hmm. runs uh, he's a content creator and he does Welcome to Boredom is his content creator channel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's actually my coworker as well. He works for he got hired at What's in December. After go. me, and there we connected because they reached out to him, and he was like, "Hey, I just I saw you work for them. I want to find out." And we talk every day now. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to just have us all together. Yeah, and we're just it's very conversational, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. Right. All right. Well, I am very much looking forward to Corner Game Table and kind of what that becomes. It's just a different kind of show, I think, than what we do at the Family Gamers, just in the sense that it's just way more freeform conversational Mm kind of come hang out with us as we chit chat about board games. And yeah, yeah, it's just a different vibe, which I think is is really fun. So if you're listening to the Family Gamers podcast and you like it and you're willing to put up with hearing my voice a little bit more, I would say, please (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look for Corner Game Table wherever you find podcasts are sold. Uh, all right. I think that, um, you know, I, we might have a show. Um, Heather, so you've talked about a bazillion things that you do. What are the places where people can find you? I think you pretty much said Board Gaming Mama on everything. Yeah, it's just board. Same name, Board Gaming Mama. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, and YouTube. So what's your <laughs> Twitch schedule? So on Twitch, I normally stream on Wednesday and Saturday nights. Um, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I do have a Discord. So if you go to the Twitch channel, um, there's a link to join the Discord there. That's where I have the most up-to-date schedule. Mm, I try to mm-hmm. keep it in there. So, of course, I'm a mom. I have three kids. Like, <laughs> things change <laughs> constantly. Yeah. yeah. And my community is completely used to it. So <laughs> they are totally used to Sometimes I just have random streams every now and then. They're like, oh, hey. <laughs> They're just, that's normal for them. But I awesome. do try to keep Wednesday and Saturday nights open to stream and it's a variety of things it could be a board game i've been having a lot of guests on lately which has been really fun and then of course i do console games and point and clicks and other types of games as well guests on your stream you say i do yeah (laughs) this whole past week was guests monday wednesday friday was all board games and it was all guests Okay. Uh, Anitra, we we were also smart enough to secure the same name everywhere. How can you people find us on the internet? Yes, you can find us at Family Gamers AA for Andrew and Anitra um, on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. And yes, every once in a while on TikTok where we prove that we are way too old for TikTok. Uh, <laughs> Curse the algorithm. <laughs> and... You can see the last, oh my goodness, 100 or so of our Snap Reviews on YouTube 
at Family Gamers AA or The Family Gamers. It is just about time for another outtakes reel. Uh, look for that oh, no. early in July, oh, no. I think. <laughs> It'll be fun. Oh, man. Don't forget, everybody, you can also head over to The Family Gamers community on Facebook. Uh, we don't have a Discord because that's just too many things. I can't do it. But uh, you can head over to the community, thefamilygamers.com forward slash community, or just go to Facebook and search for The Family Gamers Community. We've got like 600 something people in there all talking about playing games as a family. People will pop in and ask for suggestions, recommendations. Uh, there's a chat in there, which is very discord like. And, um, you know, we're talking about all sorts of random stuff, you know, games that, that we've been playing, things like that in there as well. So definitely head over to the forward slash community to see what's going on over there on the Facebooks. You can also email us, especially if you don't like Facebook and other social media. I'm Anitra at thefamilygamers.com. I am Andrew at thefamilygamers.com. And you can buy Family Gamers merchandise, mugs and t-shirts. And it's too late now for Father's Day. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> maybe now you've got some summer birthdays coming up or just someone in your life who could really use a Play Games With Your Kids t-shirt. Find all of that at thefamilygamers.com slash merch. Please don't forget to subscribe to The Family Gamers. You can tell your friends about the show. You can leave us a review at Apple Podcast or whatever your podcast subscription source is. You can ask your smart speaker to play The Family Gamers podcast, and it will probably work because that's what we do. <laughs> probably work? Yes, that's exactly what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> Family Gamers is sponsored by First Move Financial. Head over to firstmovefinancial.com forward slash family gamers to learn how the team over at First Move Financial can help you pile up your own victory points. Well, I think that's going to be it for us this week. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show. And maybe at some point, one of us will pop into your Twitch channel on a Wednesday or Saturday night. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yes, please do. I have a very welcoming community. Awesome. <laughs> and thank you again for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. All right. Well, everybody, it's been fun. But until next week, play, play games, games with, with your, your kids. kids.